Hello out there. We're on the air. It's, it's Rink Moose Talk tonight. The beers are cold. The mics light up. And, and the, the boys, boys get set to fight. The gloves come off. Opinions get thrown. And someone slips on ice. One man howls. The other scowls. But the show must go on. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. With hockey flows. And Marshawn's nose. And Pierre Maguire's life. Not John's a leap. Ovechkin's teeth. And Hoffman's crazy wife. When Carey slumps. And Benjamin stumps. Durant's not LaFontaine. Jokes aside, it's podcast time. And Rink Moose is the name. Oh, hockey Welcome back to the Rink Moose podcast. Today we're going to be going over the top 10 NHL goalies in terms of fantasy hockey. Get ready for the most controversial and heated episode of the Rink Moose portfolio. Uh, I'll start off with number one, Connor Hellebuck. Now the thing about goalies is it's a lot to do with the the quality of the team a lot more than uh, other positions as as makes sense uh, so Hellebuck has a wonderful team he had a super high quality season last year I think he had like a a 67 game uh, season as well which shows that he can carry a workload as well so that's uh, that's what's kind of setting him above some of these other guys is he had that super high quality season while showing that he can carry a high workload and still perform consistently. And I know he's going to get those starts. Uh, so number two, I have Andre Vasilevsky. And again, same kind of story uh, with the team. He's got a wonderful team. He's an amazing goal. He put up great numbers last year, but he did get a little bit worn out near the end of the year. He went on the record to say that. And if that wasn't the case, he might be my number one goalie just because I know Tampa is just such a juggernaut along with Winnipeg. So those guys I kind of have as, as a pick them. They're both very young guys. It's They might be a little bit uh, question mark in terms of can they reproduce the same elite season, but I think they can. So uh, number three, I have Braden Holtby, who, is, uh, who had a poor season last year, but he is uh, a longstanding uh, has a longstanding reputation as a horse in this league, a regular season stud. So... Um, they got a similar roster coming back in Washington, and they don't have a guy like Philip Grubauer to, to take starts away anymore. So look for Holtby to get uh, a huge amount of starts and, uh, and therefore wins because Washington is going to be ex- excellent once again. Uh, at number four, I have Pecorine, who won the Vesna last year. Uh, the reason I have him so low after a Vesna season is... Uh, he sort of collapsed in the playoffs a little bit, and he's got uh, a guy named UC Saros uh, just breathing down his neck. So I think he's going to come in there and steal a bit more starts than uh, than we're going to see out of the, the guys ahead of him. So I love Rene for his splits. I don't think those are going to change too much, but I think he's going to get less, less games. Um, number five, I have another really consistent guy, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, to me, this is one of the safer picks out there because uh, he's a guy, again, his job is very secure and um, he's just shown he's very solid in the in the regular season. I also have a lot of faith uh, in Columbus being um, relatively sound defensively with those guys like uh, 
with Wierenski and Jones uh, backing up uh, backing up their group. So yeah, that rounds out my top five. I wouldn't have any problem taking any of these guys, but at the same time, I'm not really one to to swing early on a goalie. So I'll let you take the floor for your top five. Yeah, I couldn't disagree more with you, Kyle. Um, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be different, wow. to say the least. Wow, wow, wow! But uh, this is awesome. we're, we're we're gonna jump. Uh, we're gonna start off here with Vasilevsky, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I like the guy because obviously he plays for this great team, and and you know me and how much I value the teams goalies play for. But that aside, this is probably arguably the most technically sound goalie in the league. Um, he's got that big body, like I said. Saw the guy play live. I cannot see how people could score on him. Uh, it's almost unfair how big he looks. And uh, and and honestly, he's the 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 backup situation there. It's not great. It's it's Louis Domingue, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know the reality is, I could see him. You know, I know you mentioned the fatigue stuff, but I don't think they have a choice. I think they're going to have to play him sixty to sixty-five games, and and I think that's great for him. And I think you're going to see the splits better because he's used to the workload, and uh, you know he, he 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 stayed healthy. He's not really much of an injury risk. Hasn't really been in his career to this point. So you know he's he's a star. He's a young star in a keeper league. He's definitely the number one goalie. Um, so I think it goes without saying Vassy is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, a guy you left out on your top five is Jonathan Quick. Yeah, I knew it. I, I like Jonathan Quick at number two because the team in front of him is the most defensively sound team in the all of the NHL. They are, they're going to suppress goals. He's got that great D in front of him. He doesn't have to be a great goalie. He just has to be good. And, and the reality is, yeah, he is a great goalie. He's, he's super technically sound. He's, he's very quick on his feet, um, no pun intended. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he's, he's, he's the Johnny, Johnny quick. I know I've watched him play so many games. He stays healthy. I know he, ha- he, he got injured in that first game of the season a couple of years back, but other than that, he has been as consistent a fantasy goalie as they come. He's going to get over 30, about 35 wins. The GAA, it's going to hover around two twenties to two thirties. The save percentage, it was surprisingly over nine twenty last year, which hasn't happened very much in his career. And, uh, and the shutouts, you know, they're, they're going to come just being, you know, the nature of playing for a team like LA. So I, I love where he, I love the player. I think, uh, if you can get him at 35 where he's going right now, that's, that's great for a guy like him. I think it's a bargain and, uh, and yeah, John, Johnny quick at number two, no doubts about that. Number three, I got Sergei Bobrovsky again, just technically speaking, one of the most technically sound goalies in the league. He, he is just so good. You barely see him allow, you know, odorous goals He's just one of those goalies who's who's just very consistent and, and who always plays well night in and night out. He's got a strong D in front of him. Um, he's got you know Jones and Orensky. Um, they've got you know they're they're going to be a competitive team. They're going to be a wild card team, which means he's going to get about you know thirty five wins, which is great. Uh, led the you know oftentimes he leads the league in shutouts, so you're going to get value there. Save percentage, uh, like I said, with any great goalie, it's going to be in the high nine twenties presumably. Um, and, and, you know, GAA, eh, 240, 250, um, I, I think he's going to be just fine. I think he'll settle right around there. So, um, yeah, and he stays healthy. He, he doesn't really get injured very often. So uh, have faith in taking Bobrovsky. Uh, number four, Connor Hellebuck, a guy who showed me a lot in the playoffs, didn't really know much about him, was kind of a no-name for me going into the year, uh, wasn't really drafted by many teams last year. It was kind of a waiver pickup for many teams, but but boy oh boy did that pay off for whoever take uh, took him. He uh, he was great when he came onto the scene. Um, like I said, in the playoffs was an absolute beast. Showed me a lot. He's playing behind a fantastic D: Bufflin, Myers, Truba, 
um, you know, the, 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 the Morrissey, the list goes on. And, uh, and you know, he's, he's got a great forward group in front of him. The reality is if a team can keep the puck in the other, you know, in the opposition zone for a very long time, he's not going to face lots of shots. And I think you're going to see a lot of that in Winnipeg. So uh, Hellebuck at four, I think, is a good spot for him. And uh, number five, I got, you know, I kind of flipped between five and six, who I'd like here at five, but I like Tuka Rask at five. Uh, I think I think Boston, you know, they for historically, they've been one of the better shot suppression teams in the league. Um, you got, you're playing behind arguably the best defensive center in NHL history in Patrice Bergeron. Um, I, you know, people may disagree, but, you know, that's an argument to be had. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he's a great player who, uh, you know, Rask, the cast in front of them is just so great. And, and the D, it, it's only getting better with McAvoy growing. And you still got Chara there, who despite his age, as we saw in the Leaf series, can really still be a shutdown D. He really made Matthews, you know, really, you know, frustrated, to say the least, in that first round. And, you know, between McAvoy and Chara and Miller and uh, and, and, and the addition of Moore now, I mean, th- this team, this team looks great from the defensive perspective. And, uh, and that's why I got to put him there. And, you know, Yarrow Halak's there, but the reality is Yarrow Halak's not the same goal he used to be. So I can't see him stealing too many starts from Rask. Um, I, I like him there, and uh, I have faith in, in taking Rask at, at number five on my goalie rankings here. Yeah, and I'm not uh, I'm not all that surprised that we have a lot of variance, in, mm. especially in this position, because this is probably the one that's most up in the air. There's oh, not yeah. going to be a lot of uh, agree- agreeances, but... Agreement, sorry, but uh, yeah, I mean, I get everything you're saying, and that's how it is. Differing opinions, but I'll start with six uh, with Jonathan Quick, if that uh, if that helps. <laughs> that's fine. That's about the consensus. So honestly, yeah, I'm not going to sure. give you shit. I just think people are are uh, are underselling him. But uh, so yeah, a couple things on Quick. Uh, like you said, great d- defensive team, maybe the best in the NHL. He's a super safe pick. Uh, when you mentioned injury history, the only blip in that radar is he played 17 games in 2016-17. So that was uh, not too long ago. So there, there's that thought looming. And, but, but, uh, but Kyle, before that season, where was he injured? Oh, I know, but that that's not that long ago, Nick. It was a one-time little thing that happened in the homo in a in, in an opener in San Jose, and since then he's been fine. So I I wouldn't be concerned by that. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. And then, d- despite his excellent defensive team, he he typically puts up about an average save percentage, uh, in terms of goalies, usually in the high nine nine teens. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, great safe sure. pick there. I just think some of these other guys have have upside to put up uh, to put up super high splits. I just haven't seen that from Quick in a while. So yeah, good good guy, good guy. Don't worry, he's 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 solid, great great. Player. Oh, and one one thing I didn't mention: uh, uh, number of starts. He's going to be among the league leaders because when you look at backups around the NHL, LA, not too much depth. I know we talk about Jack Campbell and, and Peter Budai, but the reality is those guys aren't really you know proven backups. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I think he's going to get a bunch of starts. I'm looking at about you know 65 to 70 for uh, for Jay Quick. Mm. Uh, here's another. Here's kind of a polarizing figure in the league. At number seven, I have Mark Andre Fleury, who had a career rejuvenating year last year on a wacky Vegas Golden Knights team. Uh, he has a bit of health concerns. He had he had a little bit of injury trouble last year, 
But when he's healthy, he was one of the top goalies in, in of the whole season last year. He finished with a 927 and uh, very, very consistent as well. 65% quality start rate. So, uh, And you saw what he did in the playoffs too. So Fleury is a legitimate uh, stud goalie in Vegas. It's uh, There's no denying that he can have a, another solid year. And if he's able to stay healthy, he, he definitely moves up my list for sure. Um, and then I have number eight, Tuka Rask. Uh, you mentioned that they play on a, he plays on a very solid defensive Bruins squad, um, but he's never been quite elite in terms of save percentage. So that kind of is why I don't move him too far up. And uh, I don't know, he, he just, he also seems like he lacks a little bit of consistency. He had a, a 53.7 quality start percentage last year. He played about 54 games. So it's kind of a mixed bag of what kind of game you're going to get. Uh, it's somewhat 50-50 with him. So um, not something I love in a goalie. I usually like above 55% quality start percentage, but definitely not uh, not worrying about taking Rask there. Uh, number nine, I have Freddie Anderson. Uh, so last year, Anderson started the year pretty poorly, but f- was able to find his groove. Now, all things considered... Uh, he finished the year with pretty excellent splits, considering he's on an offensive juggernaut like Toronto and considering his uh, his poor start. So, um, yeah, he's he's going to get you a lot of wins based on the nature of the team. It's a good team, but uh, look for average splits because of their um, occasional defensive lapses. So, yeah, if, you, if you're a guy who really values wins, Anderson's a great guy for you. But just don't look for a 9.25 save percentage, so to speak. Uh, number 10, Martin Jones, who gets uh, gets a boost from EK65 trade. Uh, like I said before, the whole team is really boosted from this trade. Everyone's excited. Um, he's put up pretty average numbers on a pretty good team in the past, and he'll give you. Um, I'd say I, I'd say he'd give you a lot, uh, slightly above average splits. He's a lot like Anderson in the sense that. He's going to get you a lot of wins, but not going to blow you away with his split. So very solid pick in Jones there. And uh, that's my 10th guy. All right. Um, a little insulted, to be honest, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move along here. Oh, my God. Of course you are. There's no, hey, we're stepping on toes in this section, okay? We are. It's, it's fun. I like it. Number six. Okay, I, I like Freddie Anderson at six because, uh, I mean, I think among, you know, volume of starts, he's going to be among the league leaders. I think that's a lot of the reason because his backup situation, it's very iffy. Um, you know, McElhenney, you know, not really, you know, he's not getting any younger, so I can't see him stealing too many uh, starts. Garrett Sparks obviously was one of the best AHL goalies last year, but the reality is, you know, half of those goalies who win the AHL goalie of the year end up, you know, not making too much of a presence in the NHL anyways. So I think he's going to lead the league in starts yet again. I think anywhere from 65 to 70 is safe. Babcock's going to lean on him. And I think the Leafs in general will do a better job of suppressing shots. I think with Taveras there and the depth at center, I think with the maturity of the defense, it's only going to get better. I think you're going to see the Leafs not so much defend well, but they're going to defend by keeping the puck in the other team's zone. And so they're going to be cycling the puck in the offensive zone. Anderson's not going to you know, be taking as many shots every game, like 35 to 40. And, uh, and I think you're going to see it pay off. So I think the save percentage will be where it should be, you know, about 920 to 925. I think the, the wins will be, you know, 
40 plus given how good the Leafs are presumably going to be this year and I think you can expect to see the GAA down maybe now into the you know low 240s so uh we'll we'll see I I I have high hopes in Freddie can I uh, go to number seven here Kyle you may number seven Jake the Snake Allen is my number seventh ranked goalie um this is a guy who has the opportunity of playing for arguably the best team in the NHL and uh, whether he takes that opportunity and runs with it will will be the number one question this season in all the NHL, and uh, and, and and it's a huge deal. And uh, you know, I saw his press conference the other day. Jake Allen had a 15-minute press conference, just him, and uh, and he looked very confident. He was, uh, you know, he he apparently had a real good summer. Um, got get here, this Kyle. He got married in a fishing cabin all the way in New Brunswick. No. Isn't that like isn't that the most Canadian thing you've ever heard of? That's so, I I have more respect for him somehow, and it has nothing there you to do go. With hockey. I don't know why. It's there like, you wow. go. Anyways, before yeah, before I got into that, uh, what I was gonna say is uh, he was at that press conference and he just seemed very confident. I think with Hudden not there anymore, he he knows this is his team. He kind of smugly said at the podium that he'll happily play over seventy games, um, which I thought was very funny to hear. I got a good laugh out of that mm-hmm. um but the reality is he's got a great team in front of him and uh the potential is there um and he could easily put up 40 wins if he gets those starts and the team plays like they should and uh the splits may take a hit because it is jay gallon but the reality is if you can get 40 wins for a goalie who's you know seventh or eighth ranked uh, that's fantastic and he's going in drafts you know about the 80th pick so i think he's dropping a lot I think he's a bargain pick, and that's ultimately why I got him here at number at number seven. Again, I'm not, I'm not ranking these goalies, so to speak. I'm more just saying who makes for the best bargain. And the reality is he's he's a very, very good bargain. Hmm. Um, number eight, I've got Braden Holpe, who is surprising mm. to you because you got him at two, right? Mm-hmm. No, three, I got him, three. Three. I got him all the way at eight because his splits took a big hit last year. 299 GAA, 907 save percentage. I don't know what the hell happened. I know that his longtime goalie uh, goalie coach and, and, and Mitch Korn, he, he left the organization, and I think that you know play, played a big factor there. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I see the team. I think they're going to be a little complacent out of the gate given they just won the cup. You might see a bit of a cup hangover there in the first you know quarter to half of the year, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt him quite a bit. Uh, number nine, Martins. I love the addition of Carlson. I think this was already one of the best defensive teams in the league, and it's only better now with Carlson, maybe arguably the best up there with uh, Nashville and L.A. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think uh, starts will take a hit. We, we talked about that a little in the Pacific episode. He's going to have to compete with Aaron Dell. But what I can say confidently is when he does start in games, I think he's going to put up respectable splits, GAA in about the 220, 230 range, high 220s, low 230s, which is excellent. Uh, save percentage, again, kind of like quick, not much of a 920 guy, but you can expect the high teens. And uh, hey, if this team's as good as what you know the pundits are saying they're going to be, maybe he can reach 40 wins. So uh, I like the player, I like the team he's playing on, and uh, that's good enough to be ninth on my list. And uh, number 10, I got Pecorine. A guy who you've got much higher, but I think he's going to take much of a more of a backseat this year. I think he's won his Vezina. He obviously had that playoff, uh, you know, uh, you know, bit of a bump there, and I think the coaching staff's going to see that, and they're going to want to give him more of a rest so something like that doesn't happen again here when Nashville makes another run at the Cup. 
So I think for him, you're going to see a drop in starts. And I think something like 55 is what you're going to see from him. And, and UC Saros is going to jump in from, you know, anywhere from 25 to 30. And, uh, you know, again, just as a regular season goalie, I think the splits will be great because he's playing for a great defensive team, you know, expected GAA in the 230s, a save percentage, you know, hovering around 920. Um, you know, the shutouts will come. But again, he won't get a lot of starts, and that's why I got him so much lower than you. So I see him at 10. I don't think he's any higher than that. I don't see him any lower than that. So I'm happy to have him at 10. Solid, solid, solid. Uh, let's move on to sleepers. sleepers. Uh, just to, uh, I, I had a lot of trouble picking these sleepers because these are not necessarily guys, and I, I can speak on each each one of these three guys, they're not necessarily guys that I think are going too low in comparison with everyone else, but they're more guys that I would love to pick up as like a number two on the, uh, on my roster after the first guy I pick. So I'll start off with, uh, Roberto Luongo. Uh, he was really, really good last year when he's healthy. Uh, he's on a Florida team that is steadily on the rise and they should be a playoff team this year. That's something, uh, that we both agree on. He's old, but he's still the clear-cut number one. And if he's healthy, he's a, he's an elite goaltender. So I just I think that uh, at the very least, you keep an eye on him in the draft, and then uh, and then go as you will with Luongo. Um, next, I have Antti Ranta, and uh, we touched on this in the preview. In the second half of the season last year, he was the best statistical goalie from January onwards. Uh, he was uh, He's on a bad team, and we know that, so don't look for a crazy amount of wins. But if you're looking to top up your splits, um, he's going to get a lot of starts, and he's going to be, again, pretty good on splits, even on an Arizona team, because he's always put up those numbers. And uh, the sample size was, was relatively decent for that whole second half of the season. Uh, now, my last pick is a guy I'm going to be very interested to keep an eye on over this training camp because Semyon Varlamov of the Colorado Avalanche. Now, I, I, I really like Colorado, so that's why I'm kind of highlighting this guy. He's He is their number one guy right now, but there is a question mark um, of their of Philip Grubauer taking over the spot. However, if there was no question mark, I'd be very, very, very confident in this goaltender. He's got excellent splits he's on a rising team they should have a, a good season the only thing is is, is is his health may get in the way like it did uh last year now he still gave you about 50 starts last year but uh, you're gonna want more out of him if he can get 55 to 60 as your number two wow that's uh that's fantastic value for where he's being drafted yeah yeah that's that's some good picks i, I disagree with one pretty uh Pretty strongly, but for the most part, pretty good there. Mm -hmm. um, number one here, I got Peter Mrazek. We spoke about him in the oh, uh, in the Metro episode. No, no, I, no. What do you mean, no, no? No, no. Oh, you, you, why don't you take the floor here? You talk about Peter Mrazek. I hate him. Why? I don't know. He just bugs me. We talked about this fantastic D in front of him. We talked about the fact that the only guy in his way is a guy of the name of Scott Darling, who's yet to prove he can be a starter in the NHL. I just think for, again, we're talking bargains here, bottom of the barrel bargains, Kyle. And the reality is this guy, uh, this guy, uh, I mean, I'm looking where he's getting drafted here and he's not even getting drafted. One, 180th pick. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't so seen this, him. I haven't this, seen this, him. This is, this is a waiver guy who you can have no, no trouble getting. 
and he, he he's got the potential he's had the good career he's had a you know young and young like earlier in his career he was putting up good numbers and uh now a new team a fresh start i could see him making a name for himself so i'm willing to roll the dice on uh, on old peter morazic there mm-hmm. um number two robin leonard we talked about this a little bit i like the the trots uh addition in the in the island i think he's it's going to take a while but slowly you know it may take it might be a rough bump to start the year but i think he's going to slowly mold this team into a respectable defensive team so i like that insurance in front of leonard uh that goalie coach of holpies i spoke about mitch corn he's now taken a job he's followed barry trotz to the island I think he, this guy, Kyle, if you've never heard of him, he is probably the one of the mo- he's the most respected goalie coach in all the NHL. No and way. basically the, the the story with him is whichever goalies he works with, he immediately turns them into a stud. And uh, and Holtby, he was never really that much of a of a name brand guy right out of the gate. But the work he did with Holtby was was fantastic. I watched documentaries on this stuff. It was great. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, his his training routine, I think it's really going to work with Leonard. Um, obviously he's, he had that, he had that article published recently about his whole mental health issue. And, and I feel like now that he's, you know, been outspoken about that, he, you know, there won't kind of be this awkward elephant in the room situation where everyone's asking who is this guy? What's his history? I feel like, you know, he's kind of got a clear head now. And, and I think mentally, you know, you're going to, you're going to see that pay off on the ice. Um, and, and, and the, and the last guy I want to underlie here is, uh, is Mike Smith, a guy who I believe, you know, you can make a case for should be going a little higher than where he is going. I talked about Calgary, how I like them as a playoff team this year. I think, you know, they're going to get a bunch of wins. He is getting up in age, but I still see him being safe to start 55 to 60 games. He's got a great D in front of him. Pretty good team overall in front of him. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I feel pretty confident about Mike Smith. Not too much competition from a guy like John Gillies, you know, who's still developing as a, as a goalie. He's, he may have a, a bright future, but still developing. And I think he's kind of still the main guy there. So I'm happy to pick him up in something like the 12th or 13th round, which is, you know, about where he's going. And uh, again, I think he makes for another, uh, for another bargain pick here. Solid. So what did you disagree so heavily with? I'm going to get to that, Kyle. Oh, in bus? You bet. Okay, I guess. Okay, let me go through my bus first then. Um, the first mm-hmm. one is, is going to be pretty obvious. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. He's still being drafted relatively consistently. Uh, He's going to be on a terrible team. Yeah, that's true. He's getting a little bit up there in age. And uh, quite frankly, they don't really want to win this year. They've come out and Mm -hmm. said, yeah, we're rebuilding. So I don't have any faith in Henrik Henrik Lundqvist. Forget the brand name. Henrik Lundqvist? Henrik Lundqvist. (laughs) It's been a long day. (laughs) So, yeah, not much else to be said there. Just steer clear. Um uh, next one I want to highlight is uh, Corey Crawford. And uh, I mentioned that, uh, you know, when healthy, he was ex- pretty good last year. Uh, but it's just such a huge question mark still. And the team is still very, very poor. Um, so I don't know if I want to take on this kind of uh, stress for Crawford. I-, I mentioned maybe like pick him up at the end of the draft and stash him. But uh, don't even waste a pick on it, actually. In, in-, in my opinion, just... You know, steer clear Crawford. If he doesn't get drafted, then you can stash him there. But uh, there's so many question marks about this whole head injury. No one's really saying a whole lot. And uh, and he has said that it's not uh, not going as planned so far. So, you know what? Just uh, don't bother yourself. Um, 
And then we have Carey Price. Oh, Carey. Now, I love Montreal, and I like Price is uh, Price is almost on a God's level to me. He's a great goalie, but he's on a bad team. He's going to do a little bit better than last year. Um, and I don't even, I think it's probably worth owning him at the back end of your roster, but he's being drafted around guys like Gibson, Fleury, Bishop, and Martin Jones. And I don't think that's right. There's no way uh, Price can can compete with those guys in terms of value this year. Uh, so that's why I, I, I can't warrant grabbing Price amongst those other stud goalies. Great picks, Kyle. Yeah. No, that that's fantastic. The Lundqvist one, I slept on that one. I should have picked that one, and I should have picked the Price one too. Yeah. So uh, I th- I think it's exciting here. We're gonna have we're gonna have some different uh, some different uh, letdown goalies here. But I my first one's Rene, and I don't need to speak much about that. Oh. Again, I, I feel like he's gonna lose the starts, and uh, and because of that, I I just don't see him living up to his value. Where is he going in drafts here? Just looking it up at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's the second picked goalie. Which which I think is oh, ridiculous. Wow. He, yeah, he's 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 19th pick in drafts. Are you kidding me? The, yeah, the, that's the, pretty crazy. The talented forwards you can get at 19, or even a guy like Burns at Carlson at or at 19. To pick Rene instead of them, I think would be a huge mistake. Terrible way to start your fantasy season. Um, I I just I I don't. Again, he's going to take a big back seat. He's won the Vezina. They're going to rest him so he doesn't screw up in the playoffs yet again. Um, and and I see Yusu Saro stepping in quite a bit. He's got value still as a as a as a fringe top ten goalie, but I still think he takes a back seat in the uh, in the starts department. Number two, Carter Hudden. This is a guy who lots of people are thinking, hey, he's just going to replicate the splits that he had uh, way back in St. Louis. Well, let me be the bearer of bad news here. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the reality the reality is he's not going to put up a 9.30 save percentage. He's not going to put a GAA. You know, in the in, in the high 170s, that's just not going to happen with a with a dismal defensive team in Buffalo. And I know they got Darlene, but even with that acquisition, it's not going to change much of the defensive structure of their team. It's more so only going to add offense. Buffalo is going to be a team that wins games like five four. You know, they're going to score a yeah. lot with their talent, but they're also going to let a lot. And the reality is, if that's going to be the case, then I do not want to want to draft the goalie on that team. He's, he's getting picked about in the 13th round, up there with Aranta. Mm-hmm. Or, a, or, or a Schneider or a Grubauer, you know. So I'm not so, you know, surprised by the range he's going in. I'm just saying maybe stay away from him. Uh, you know, you, you, I do not do not just go in and expect him to come close to get keeping those splits from last year because it uh, certainly won't happen with a, with a t- defensive team like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And my final bust, which I've saved for last year, is, uh, is Ante Ranta. Oh, and, uh, and, and, yes. and again... Again, I spoke about it in the Pacific uh, Division preview. Phoenix is not going to be a good team. This team may very well come last in their division. And, and I, just, I find it hard to believe that a guy who's getting picked around the, uh, you know, the, the Mike Smith, Jake Allen range is, is, is going is, is to live up to that, to that hype. So I, I'm not a fan of the player. I, uh, I I see the talent he's shown it, but the reality is the team in front of him it's just not that great. So I'd love to be proved wrong here if this guy does get you know thirty plus wins, which I think will be hard to come by with a with a crappy team like Arizona, especially in such a tough division where you're playing teams like San Jose and Vegas and L.A. night in and night out. I, th- I think you're gonna have a hard time, and uh, and just you know you you can only be so good as the team in front of you, and the reality is that. Uh, Arizona's not very good, so that's mainly the reason I don't like him. 
And, uh, and also just, you know, not a lot of reps as a starter. I know he had, you know, that short little blimp where he was amazing last year. But again, it's, it's not consistent. It's not a lot of reps. It's not a lot of experience. Again, I like picking guys, especially with picks in that range, who have shown they can, you know, you know, have a workload, can carry a workload. He still hasn't quite shown that with the injury last year. So, yeah, I, I have reservations on the player, and uh, I think for good reason. So that's where I stand with Toronto. Fair enough. Yeah, I just, I'm just so enamored by these by these splits and and the consistency at which he did it. He did it at a at a 68 percent quality start percentage, which was above guys like Flurry, and he he was doing this on the Arizona team. So I was just, uh, I I wish I saw more of the games, and uh, it's something I'm going to de- definitely keep my eye on. But I think he's capable of putting up the splits. But as you said, um, don't expect a lot of wins. So yeah. It's someone I'm going to watch, but, uh, but yeah, I think that, that wraps it up pretty darn good. Nice. All right. Well, uh, thank you to everyone who, uh, who listened in to our last episode in this one. Uh, I know it was a long one, but we wanted to get our thoughts in and, uh, you know, we're very passionate about the fantasy subject. So we're, we're glad you listened on in. And, uh, secondly, good luck in all your drafts. I know they're mm-hmm. coming up, you know, it's September 18th right now, which puts us about, you know, about almost exactly two weeks away from the season. So a lot of drafts picking up now. Good luck to everyone. We hope, uh, you know, the advice we provided you with uh, in these in these episodes will help you. And, uh, you know, we hope you're looking t- forward to your drafts just as much as we are. So uh, unless you've got anything else to say, Kyle, uh, I think uh, we've said our bit. One more thing. Remember what I said. Stay away from LA Kings players. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to get shot in the foot. It's All right. not gonna work out. All right. Well, it's I'm my not last getting... bit of wisdom. Last bit of wisdom, eh? <laughs> no, all it's right. all good. It's all good. It's, it's all, all love good, eh? here in the fantasy. The rink moose, all love. All righty. On uh, on that note, on that on that lovely note, we'll uh, we'll sign <laughs> off here and uh, wish you all the best. Uh, take care, and uh, we'll be back with you guys for the start of the season. Bye-bye. Bye bye.